I didn't notice it at first. I was working out so hard. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. What do you mean, red tube is blocked? <laughs> so I went today for a health screening at my work because they'll give you money for it. And I they pricked my finger, which didn't hurt very much. And you see all those diabetes commercials about it hurting. Wasn't that bad? But I guess if you do it like 40 times a day because you got to check your glucose and shit, I imagine it could be bad. But anyway, I have a, a bandaid on my finger and it's very hard to navigate on my mouse thingy with the bandaid because it does it's not it's just oh uh, you don't have a mouse you use the trackpad i use the track thank you i didn't even know what that was ever it's called a trackpad yeah i think so I, yeah i never knew what that thing was called ever that's what i call it well now that's what i'm gonna call it too so i sound like i'm in the know does yours have that little uh like mouse button on the keyboard no it's an apple one so it's oh, just okay. it's just like an actual like what did you guys call it again? Trackpad. Trackpad. Yeah. I had the pad tracks the movements of your fingers. Which makes sense. See, I like the uh, what I got my first Mac, like the iMac desktop years ago for the comic. It came with the the wired mouse, and it had that little, I don't know, mouse clit the that one? would get like super dirty. The little ball. And oh. you, it was just always a, a pain because it would, you know, get gunked up after a year or so of, of heavy use. So then when I got the next Mac mouse, it was just a smooth top and it used the capacitive touch, kind of like the technology for the trackpad, but just for scrolling or, or whatnot. So there was nothing to get dirty mm-hmm. and much better design. There's just I can't do everything on the trackpad. I, I still have to have a I mouse. Can't, yeah, I, I can't use the trackpad for everything either. And then my computer at work is a um, a Dell or something. It's an yeah. HP, and the trackpad sucks, so I have to use the mouse because you can't right click on yeah. a on a on a Mac. And I, if you can, I don't know how to do it because I'm an idiot. They yeah. don't have two buttons or use two fingers. Two fingers? I don't know. I don't. I never used a Mac. On, on a trackpad? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, on your trackpad. Try, uh, instead of just doing a, a click, try doing two finger click. Try, try doing the shocker on it. <laughs> you may have to go into your settings. And see, you can turn right click on in your settings. Spit on it. <laughs> Say real degrading stuff yeah, to it. You're a whore. <laughs> like that, don't you? Jesus. Give me that right click, baby. Um, I don't know if we're doing a pre-show today or not. I guess that, uh, but I gotta tell you, um, if we all watched the right episode, we all watched Resistance. I know it's been a couple weeks since we recorded. We watched Resistance. No, I watched Maneuvers. Maneuvers. Is it Maneuvers? I thought we already did Maneuvers. No, I asked uh-huh. about Maneuvers last time we recorded, and everybody was like, "No, it was Cold Fire." So I was like, well, fuck that. I'm not watching it again. watched the wrong episode. You didn't watch Maneuvers? No. Oh, Jesus. I watched, I watched, uh, I watched Resistance. Isn't that the next one? Yeah. It was great. Well, didn't you watch, so you didn't watch Maneuvers at all even last week? No, I don't think so. Oh, no. You've never seen it, probably. Chakotay gets captured by the the Kazon. He goes loose cannon. He steals a shuttlecraft. Why is it so fucking easy to steal a shuttlecraft? I didn't watch this vessels? episode. I've never even heard of it. Not just steal a shuttlecraft, but get off the ship without anybody knowing. Yeah. Like he just rolled out and they're like, hey, the shuttlecraft's Why? leaving. Why did he do that? Because he had to get, uh... I mean, are we recording or what? Are we yeah, recording? yeah, we might as well. Okay. So, I mean, when it starts out, He's uh, playing hoverball on the holodeck and they with Balana, and they got called to the bridge. Uh-huh. And he's all like, oh, this better be important. And they get up to the bridge, and they're like, hey, we're getting a, a signal. And it's a, a Starfleet signal. Or using a Starfleet, you know, Federation. frequency or what. Ooh, that sounds exciting. So it's like, what? And then I'm thinking... And of course, Harry, you know, obligatory... It might be, they might be looking for us. It's a message to send us home. 
idiots. Yeah. She's like, yeah, not so fast. I mean, but it could be. But it yeah. could be. I'll keep hope alive. <laughs> but uh, I want to see my girlfriend again. Wait, Jesse Jackson showed up. Yes. Keep hope alive. <laughs> Didn't they do that on In Living Color? Like some Jesse Jackson bit where he kept saying "Keep hope alive" or something. Yes, like that. it very well could have been. If I'm Chakotay, though, I'm pissed off because it's like, okay, great, we're still how far from the signal? Yeah, right. I could finish my game. So Chakotay, so they hear the signal, and then Chakotay just decides to up and leave. Well, no. The, so we go oh, to Seska investigate. Shows. Okay, Seska's yeah. doing it. When we when they go to oh, investigate. Man. So was this episode good? I I thought so. That's better sucks. than average. But I missed a good just episode. Just watch it now. I was going to say, it's, it's episodic, so you can watch it out of order. I mean, I will. I'm, I'll go back and watch it, and then I'll tell you what I think of it next week. You guys can tell me what you think of this episode, um, and then we'll just save the episode. Because I got to tell you, I don't know if you guys skipped ahead and watched Resistance, but why would you? Yeah, I didn't. Resistance was great. Speaking of, uh, I don't think – I listened to last – the last episode you guys did for cold fire uh-huh. i don't remember hearing you guys give ratings for it what we did did you that's pretty sure we did it near the end i'll check it out i'll go back in and make sure you talk about last week's episode right or no, last two weeks ago yeah well if, if somebody downloaded this in the future they don't know the year 2000 so tell me more about so the episode that i watched because Maneuvers has sescated, which sounds kind of good because everybody would be hating her guts. The episode that I watched is it was pretty cool because they're on this planet, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're trying to obtain uh, terillium. Is it terillium? Terillium is a real thing, I think. Well, they're trying to. They're, yes, they're trying to obtain uh, trilithium because they need it because they're losing some power sources on the ship. Everything's out of whack. Like, it's just not working. Hey, hey, hey. Trilithium not. Dulithium or dulithium not. <laughs> they're trying to. There because is no trilithium. I guess, like, the warp core is down because they don't have enough energy to power it up. And, like, if they don't get it fired up soon, then the cells aren't going to work. So Neelix found a group of people on this planet that has some stuff that they could use, but they're part of a resistance because there's this like overarching evil, like military, like dictatorship going. It's really, really good. Is this the one with Joel Gray? Yes. Okay. Where Joel Gray plays like the crazy guy who's Mm -hmm. like his wife is missing, but he's got a secret about why she's missing. And he's, and he takes Janeway under his wing as like his daughter and they go, it, it's really, really good. I never knew who his real life daughter was until many years later. And I felt like an idiot when I found out. It's what's his face? It's Jenny Gray. The, 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 Gray. Yeah. the Jennifer Gray, the girl yeah. from what's it called? Uh, Colson's wife. Colson's wife. Yeah, the guy who plays Colson. Uh, fuck, what's his name? He's married to Jennifer Gray. Mm-hmm. From Dirty Dancing? Mm-hmm. Or from Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Wow, I didn't know that. She got the nose job, though, and then she looks totally doesn't look like her anymore, which was a t- her getting that nose job killed Clark Gregg. They got divorced last year. They got divorced this year, apparently. Oh, sorry, didn't know. Sorry, Clark. Just, sorry, yeah. Jennifer. It was just a year in, in quarantine. I imagine they listened to, to our podcast, other. so me bringing up, you know, just... Anybody who's ever been remotely connected to Star Trek or to pop culture knows to listen to this podcast just so that they, you know, what are they, what are the guys talking about this week? And they got divorced in 2021. It's so new. It's not even on her Wikipedia page. Did they, uh, they, they both really got into queue during the lockdown. Yeah. And then after the election, they kind of went different ways on, whether trump was going to be back in august or march and so they kind of got divorced because of that that would why would you, why would you get a di- why would you get a divorce after 19 years of marriage like i just don't understand that mm, i could think <laughs> my my uncle did i mean he never but i mean like you're just what what are you looking well, for do they have any kids i don't know let me look because that was so the saying, reason my uncle did <laughs> you were saying they were just staying together because the kids 
if they, they had kids that could the, be it the kids are grown and they're like oh fuck it let's just yeah. call it a day or they just reach a certain age where it's like you know what and, and they're both actors i imagine she's still acting so they and probably spent a lot of time apart besides the quarantine you know or maybe they're just used to being apart and now that they had to stay together no work yeah extra stress on the relationship but i just feel like i mean I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know, man. Like, I'm, I'm too lazy at this point. Like, so I mean, you it's know, not like he, they can't find somebody else. You know, they're both good-looking people. But, I, but the thing Agents is, Agents of Shield got canceled, and she's like, I, I, you know, you looking for something? You just yeah, out of work now? He's in What If? I heard that just stinks. That was, was recorded. What? Uh, it's, it's great, man. What the I've fuck? Heard, are you- I've heard a couple of. I've heard. I've heard. I've heard mixed things. Some good, some bad. The most recent episode is the most Disney take on the avengers that i've seen yeah. so far but it was still really enjoyable it was the weakest episode but they still managed to find a way to tie it yeah to the bigger story oh, in a good yeah. way. and i like I, how I, fucking uatu is a creeper like all like they always have him like kind of in the shadows like you yeah. see these two eyes and bald head like i'm watching <laughs> watcher <laughs> I, honest, I honestly think the opening narration that Jeffrey Wright does, and I tweeted about this the other day, is going to be as iconic as the Twilight Zone or the Outer Limits opening narrations. I don't know about that, man. I, I absolutely do. He has I a think great it, voice, but it's it's just a. a I don't the, know if the, what he's saying is on par with those. Well, you think about my, the. Do you, so you're saying you think the What If show is going to have the cultural impact? No, no, no. Of, I think that opening narration, there's going to be a generation of kids that will be quoting that shit and get the same vibe that, you know, the same thing that I feel whenever I hear, you know, you know, there's nothing wrong with your television. Don't adjust the horizontal. Don't adjust the vertical. We control, you know, the whole thing from Outer Limits, how that's when I hear that on TV, I'm just like, oh, cool. You hear the watcher speech, oh, cool. <laughs> you know, and you sit down, and you know, you're going to be entertained. I think that's the same thing with the watchers opening narration that, I mean, my daughter has, she's completely avoided the, the Disney plus TV stuff. She likes the movies, but she didn't, she's like, yeah, I don't, I don't have time to worry about WandaVision or Bucky or, you know, any of this other shit. It's just exhausting. It never So stops. she, you know, so she just hasn't got into it and, she was visiting me this week so or last week and so when she watched you know i watched that week's episode as soon as the narration was done she's like that was awesome and i'm like yeah right and then we watched the episode and so she's like oh i've are they all this good and i'm like yeah so it converted her to watching but i don't know i i've really enjoyed them i think the doctor strange one was my favorite so far yeah it was really good but uh, I just, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know of anyone who said anything negative. And that concerns me that Bob, you of all people were the one who heard that. I just read it online, man. Just saw, just saw some stuff on social media. But I mean, social media is such a shithole of. Yeah, well, people have just want to be able to say something negative. Yeah. So they will. You don't want Star Trek to be too political anymore. Yeah. So, you know, don't, it's always been very neutral. Yeah, but according totally. to social media, it's starting to get political now. But um, but speaking of Star Trek, yeah, I didn't watch this episode. It's a bummer. Uh, but but Sesco was in it. I like her. Is this her last appearance? Nope. Ooh. I mean, spoiler. But nope. And so she's, and she's really a Cardassian. Yes. And she's, she's all Cardassian up in this episode. Word. And I still get triggered though because the actress who plays her just for whatever reason reminds me of my mother when she was young and like it's like be careful because she's gonna backhand you just don't get too close to the tv (laughs) she could she could trigger it any minute so i'm sorry you dealt with that as a child ben no it made for years of great comedy but uh Oh, man, I can't believe I watched the wrong episode. What a dickhead I am. And the worst part is the episode I watched, I was super excited to talk about because I thought it was really, really good. Well, we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, Bob. yeah, yeah. So then at least, you know what? I'm, I'm one step ahead of the spider. So tell me what else happened. So they go to investigate. When they get there, they get attacked. They're getting, you know, the, the Kazan are just kicking their ass just out the gate. 
like they they break through the shields and they but they're getting beat up by the it's they know their shield frequencies they know all the shit yeah and it took them way too long to figure out how they could know all that stuff yeah yeah they they actually drive a a ship and crash it into the voyager oh my god and then use that as a way to now physically be like that's how they get on the ship wow and uh they steal some stuff and beam out they steal it transporter matrix yeah interesting so now they have transporter technology and they didn't realize like hey this is seska's doing well yeah when she gets on the screen it's like ha ha but you think like once she defected they should have changed all that stuff right yeah that that would be it's not like she died mysterious or anything she like clearly uh you know deserted them yeah yeah so like why didn't and they said sh- i'll be back yeah and they're like oh, and they're all like uh yeah this is episodic <laughs> television we'll never see her again <laughs> so why didn't they change all the passcodes and stuff they didn't change been. the locks yeah they, so they, they didn't especially do any of that con con made that mistake yeah yeah that should be like year one academy shit it was like okay if anybody ever leaves the ship, which is going to happen, someone's going to defect. We have a, if we have one of our administrators at work one leave, ping. One we we change all the passwords. You know, yeah. You change all the the combos and the passwords. It's just you like buy, standard. You buy a house, you change the locks. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that'd be a good idea. That's such a dumb thing to do that they didn't. I mean, come on, that's just. That just yeah. ruins the whole premise of the episode for me, right? They're like, why didn't they do any of that stuff? Yeah, but it is Voyager. They're kind of dumb. Yeah, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair to the rest of Starfleet. I mean, to be fair. There's number- actually a TNG episode. Remember when uh, the 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 pirates or whatever kidnap Picard and he pretends to be a, a space pirate? Yeah. Or, you know, or whatever. And then they kidnap the Riker. People. And and then Riker's going to be like, uh, you know, they're like, hey, use your your command codes and and take you know turn off the shields and shit. And let's fight the Enterprise. And when he's doing it, Worf's like, someone's trying to use Commander Riker's command codes to access the computer. And they're like, doesn't doesn't he, doesn't he know we would have changed them as soon as, soon as he was captured? Yeah, it's like, huh. So they know how to do it. Well, but Voyager's in Delta Quadrant, so Federation regulations don't apply anymore. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah that's really it. weird. But I mean, like, but again, Dennis, you said it yourself. And Ben, you said it. Like, once somebody leaves their job, like, you cancel yeah. their email, you delete all their stuff, like, you reset everything. Like, that's just what you do. Yeah, you turn off their badges so they can't just come back in. Maybe they were thinking, like, she'll change her mind. She'll come back around. <laughs> We were cool to her, dude. She'll, or she'll they come thought, back. they thought, and this is kind of weird when you think about it. That okay, we're they're continuously moving towards Earth, right? Mm-hmm. So wherever she left off, they're going in the Earthward direction away from there. So she could literally go anywhere in any direction other than that, and so can all these Kazon people and everything. Like the Voyager, I guess, isn't expecting them to follow them. Yeah. Right. I don't know why, but especially since they want their technology so bad, it's like, why wouldn't you expect the Kazon to try and follow you? We try to keep up. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes it feel like they really haven't gotten very far. And I realize it's only been like, what, just under a year at this point. Yeah. But still, yeah, not they should have. I mean, we're we're just now like 10, 11 months out. <laughs> no. Yeah. So it's, it's also, what was it? Not too long ago. We're just now getting to Neelix's home world. Yeah. So, you know. We can't be too far out. I, and I know they did it last episode where they gave us an actual time frame about how long they've been out here. But again, uh-huh. I just wish, but I guess they don't because it's episodic and nobody's watching this thing in order except us for some reason. But like you're, no one cares how it's like, well, they're just out there. Yeah. They're, they're just out there. Look, so I mean, so that, that was one of the one cool of the things. things about Battlestar Galactica is when they, like Ben said before in a previous episode, how they would update every episode—not every episode, but occasionally—they would update how many people were still alive or still yeah, part it was of the, the whiteboard uh, behind. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Forty-seven thousand. It gave you a sense of a hey, times passing, things are changing, you know. But with 
but th maybe it's by design. They just kind of make this really nebulous as far as how far they've actually gone and, and what's changed over time. And what a simple plot device too for Battlestar Galactica. There's just a whiteboard where they just mark off numbers. Yeah. Like, oh, well, we had 28 guys. Now we only got 20. It's kind of depressing that they have faster than light travel, but still use whiteboards. It's like we've we've apexed in uh, uh, classroom technology. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's not going to get any better than whiteboards, man. <laughs> I guess. Not. No, I mean, it's it's like one of the things that we we've tested when I was doing R&D stuff with the Navy um, on the carriers and stuff. They have the, the big table with you know where they put all the little toy ships on it and stuff and or they've got the thing where they on the aircraft carrier where they're putting where the plane positions are so that you know they know who's taxiing and who's going where who's about to take off who's parked where and they've got that just with these little wood toys that they put on the on the table yeah and we've tried and tried to computerize that and digitize that and it's just not there because it's like <laughs> okay yeah you you punch all this in all right well he's punching all this in i take the little wood thing and i move it from there to here and now i'm good oh the power went out i still know where it is it's right yeah and i look outside it moves and i can move it to match now it's right yeah so and that's got to be one of the fun things about being the captain is moving that stuff right yeah like or, you know do they get the long stick with like the flat end on it so they can just push the pieces oh like, like the, the group the shuffleboard yeah. thing yeah. oh i don't think so although we did there were, i heard stories of the os the operation specialist the guys who move that stuff around like going crazy and like the admiral was on the bridge and he felt something hit his foot and he looked down and this uh enlisted guy who just had one of the little ships banging it against his shoe going get out of my ocean get out of my ocean get out of and then he had to go do a psyche valve, but in his name was Benjamin McCormick. <laughs> no, I was not an OS. I actually had an IQ. Sorry. Um, okay. But no, so, so, so with what else? Well, so the Kazon, they ran off. They are you and <laughs> they want uh, Seska's basically helping them set a trap. <laughs> Voyager and their gambit is to get the other clans of the Kazon to join them in a, in attacking Voyager to steal all their technology and uniting the Kazon, yeah. which is something preposterous. It's never been done for generations. Yeah. The only time they've ever done it before was when they threw off the, whatever that group was that they talked about in the episode with the kid. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, so. uh, what was it he has the two uh, representatives from the other sect beam uh, will come over to his ship and to discuss the whole you know plan or whatever uh yeah they're like hey you know what <clears throat> how about uh, instead of us like helping you and then we get the technology from voyager how about we just take the technology that you got from voyager and it's just like oh okay and then a little later um, Voyager comes along and they're like, Hey, there's something floating out here. What is it? Oh, it's the two bodies that got beamed into space. Yeah. Because we, you know, he's got transporters now. And apparently he has the same plan for dealing with uh, enemies as my grandmother did. But no, did he? Because isn't it revealed that Seska actually did that and he didn't tell her that she could do it? Oh, that's right. Yep. And then he starts getting. You're not in charge. You're I'm the boss. I'm Seska. the boss. That's right. So Seska starts just beaming people out in the space. That's pretty yeah. boss. Yeah. And she's like, I already contacted these other factions to replace those guys. And I didn't tell you, know. you to do that. I mean, it's a good idea. Yeah. But I didn't tell you to do it. So then there's then there's like a power struggle. Yeah. But then it's kind of like, and I guess who cares because the Kazon, if they're like patriarchal or whatever, who cares? But it's kind of like a, a weird thing because Seska just becomes like, oh, I'm so sorry, boss. I'm just a dumb little woman. Why am I like trying to run the show here? You're right. You're the man. You should be doing things. And he's like, yeah, that's right. I mean, saying masculinity. Yeah, but a, a, a cunning and smart woman like Seska would know that that's the way to kind of pacify an yeah. idiotic male by Especially just Cardassian. Yeah, she knows what she's doing. 
this guy's going to be taking that knife out of his back at any moment because Seska's going to get his ass. I mean, she tricked all of Starfleet into thinking she was uh, yeah. like a, some. Well, to be fair, she didn't trick all of Starfleet. She tricked she tricked the Maquis and That's got true. and got That's into true. their crew, and you know then what? just well kind of got pulled well along. Well and then Starfleet was like, "Oh, I'm sure you know the Maquis would have vetted to make sure that there's no Cardassian spies." Chakotay, you vouch for all these terrorists, right? Yeah, sure, of course. Okay. You're all now I mean, part of our crew. If you can't trust a terrorist, then who can't you trust? I mean, come on. I mean, uh, terrorists are some of the best people I know. I mean, they're wonderful, right? Terrorist terrorists. Yeah, I mean, come on. They're just misunderstood. They're just- what, what could possibly go wrong? Boys will be boys. Am I right? They were blowing up Cardassians. If they were Cardassians, that would be dumb. Cardassians <laughs> yeah, would never do that. Cardassians are very honorable people. You know, I've heard in their criminal system, they've never brought an innocent man to trial. Yeah. <laughs> 100% conviction rate. That's exactly the first thing that came to my mind, too. It's like, yeah, everybody's guilty. You're well, not even proven innocent. Yeah, you're just guilty. Why, why would you arrest innocent people? Exactly. You got this far, you're guilty. Yeah, that's a pretty heavy strike against you, yeah. you getting arrested. Yeah. I, uh, I'd love to let you go, but it looks here that you got arrested to be here today. So obviously, oh, but then I guess they figure out a way, you know, work with Torres and they figure out a way to shoot some kind of tech, the tech beam at the ship and it can disable the transporter matrix. So when does Chakotay just leave? While they're like, they're following this trail because Seska intentionally left like a, a warp signature uh, trail yeah. and they're like that she's not that dumb and so they know it's a trap but they have no choice they got to try to spring the trap so they can get their technology back so that uh, yeah. you know there's not a power imbalance in the delta quadrant and uh while they're doing that and figuring it all out chakotay just kind of bounces <laughs> yeah he caused the problem he was gone for a long time before anybody noticed too yeah an, an undue amount of time had passed. Yeah. That's awesome. Where's Chakotay? Well, I mean, to be fair, he doesn't really do much. Yeah. So that's why nobody really, noticed. That's, that's really on Janeway. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. He works for her. Like, if you don't know what he's doing, like, if you haven't given him tasks to do and not following up on them, and you know. But why shouldn't, but why should he have to, why should she have to tell him what to do? Like, well, somebody has to organize the operations of the ship. Like she, she knows what's going on in, you know, across the board. Like she has the big picture of what needs to happen with the ship. And so she'll delegate to him. Hey, you help make sure that this part of it gets done. You know, here's the task that each department needs to do. Operations needs to do this the fucking science people need to do this does she really need to get involved in that i thought that was kind of the xo's thing to you you basically the xo basically yeah well i mean but she sets the course like okay we're gonna we're gonna go get them you implement the plan and so he should be overseeing all that stuff so and giving her updates like okay this is what's going on we don't hear from him in like you know an hour or two (laughs) like maybe try to find out what's going on well, I mean, throughout the day, you know, it's just like my boss doesn't see me for weeks at a time. Chakotay's so invaluable. Like, he just has no value to this ship. He doesn't do anything. Like, like a I good think, XO. I don't think that's, I don't think that's Janeway's fault. I think that's just. So he's just like, she She has him as her number two just to keep the Maquis people in line. Well, that's, that's part his, of it. That's his main value to the crew. Probably, and well, I think he's also just kind of dead weight at this point. Well, no, I mean, I, th- I think he's he dead weight. Running, he come on. He does meetings. He if if he wasn't on that show, we wouldn't even notice. He brings no value to this cast I th- whatsoever, except for episodes like this. So, so like once like in they, a blue moon. I was going to say they try to throw in one or two of these episodes a season. There's been more Neelix episodes. But, you know, like, and that's kind of an indictment of this show because in, like, TNG, uh, Riker was the number two. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, he's number like, one. Yeah, he's number one. But like his job as the commander is to basically lead away teams. And so whenever they go somewhere, they send an away team. And mm-hmm. Riker's leading that away team. Yeah. And so he has something to do. Voyager, how often do they send away teams anywhere? The next like, episode they they're do. They're usually but- going to fucking clouds of bullshit in space and trying to <laughs> like, you know, running into space anomalies. They rarely go to a planet and send an away team down. Dennis, I think we need some of your Photoshop that says Star Trek clouds of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most accurate description of the show I've ever heard. Yeah. But I mean, and then when they do have away teams, Chakotay stays on board. There's only been a few times where he's been out and about. Rubber rubber tree people won. He led the away team, but he kind of had to. It's very rare though. Story, yeah. Well, he was kind. He was he was on the away team though when they went down on the rubber tree people before they knew it was the rubber tree people. Yeah. The one where, but I mean, for the story, he had to go down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I'm just saying those that at the the beginning of the episode abandons them. He got, he takes the away team down. I what you remember. doing in that cave, Seska? Yeah, I, I don't even remember why they were on that cave. Were they yeah. looking for food or something? Coffee nebula. Was that the coffee like, nebula? She was looking for mushrooms for his mushroom soup or there, something? I, I was looking for some mushrooms, and I heard a case yeah, on. I got a fucking toadstool in my pants. <laughs> oh, God, hangover memories. But It's... um the movie i know and then the, the last the episode next they have an away team that chakotay doesn't lead and he just kind of makes poor decisions like he does things that don't help and he's always just kind of going oh, i wish i could have had that one back like he's just he's he's an inept manager of a baseball team who's just like when the the actual manager gets tossed for arguing balls and strikes it's like all right, bench coach, it's your turn. He's like, oh, fuck. I'm just here because yeah. the manager likes me. I got nothing. Like, I'm just anecdotal. I just make the jokes. That's my job. I keep things light. I got to make pitching changes. This is out. This is terrible. So, um, wait, the guys that are pitchers, those are the ones with P next to their name. Right? <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Why are they all the way over there? I can't even <laughs> talk to them. There's a phone. Uh, I thought that was the other team. <laughs> I thought this is where you call to take the surrender. I mean, I'm the bench coach. I pay attention to this bench. I don't know what else is going on. Where the fuck did the pitchers go? Who who told them to go over there? Are they not even playing this game? They're over there playing. They're playing catch for God's sake. That's really if that. Usually, usually they're just sitting on their ass. Yeah, just hanging out, drinking yeah. coffee until the phone rings. Yeah. Uh, me? Uh, I guess I guess I gotta oh, do something. Oh. No, South not me. Paw. Southpaw. Okay. All right. Who's we, the uh, so the the one nobody base... on this team named Southpaw? <laughs> oh, the <laughs> lefty. Oh. I took the kids to a baseball game. The older kids, uh, when I was still in the Navy down at Harbor Park, and it was the the local Norfolk team versus the Buffalo Bisons. So and the tides. Since, they yeah, the why tides don't you call team? them the local Norfolk team? I couldn't remember the tides name. Tides, so. So the Buffalo team, uh, since that their mother's from Buffalo, they were like, oh, this would be cool. So we all go. It's like a command picnic thing. And where they had us, though, was like where the away team's uh, pitching. I would just actually picture like a bunch of Star Trek guys beaming down and they're like, we're the away team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But uh, so my kids were like hanging over the rail. And even though it was their mom's, you know, hometown team, the boys were at that age where they were like heckling them. <laughs> That's fun. And we were asked to stop. <laughs> just like, I was, I was kind of proud of them though. It's like, wow, he couldn't even throw it hard enough. What the, you know, and it's just like these little taunts from these little voices. And I'm just like, That's pretty awesome. That's fun. When I went to um, squadron officer school, which is like the, uh, what do you call it? Like professional education type thing mm-hmm. for the air force. Uh, we played this game called Flickerball, which is basically a mixture between football and like field hockey kind of okay. and, ba- and basketball. It's like a weird sport, weird made up air force sport. But <laughs> when we were there, we couldn't taunt the other teams. Like it was a rule, like you could cheer on your own team, but you couldn't taunt the other team. And so my wife came out there for a week while while i was there it's like a six-week school 
Um, and she came to watch a game and I told her like, yeah, you can't taunt them or anything, but you can taunt them in Turkish because nobody will know what you're saying. She's just sitting there yelling at all the other players in Turkish. They have no idea what's going on. Just getting distracted by, and we're just all just laughing and losing badly because we sucked. My son got to hear people trash talking at the, my younger son, when we went to another tides game uh, more recently before the, the COVIDs though. And the people sitting next to us were like really into the game. And so they were just like, ah, oh, get these bums off the field. What, you know, and just like, the, you know, classic yeah. jeers and stuff, you know, and he's looking and I've had trouble with him, like trash talking on Xbox live and shit like that. And we've had to have, you know, Hey, don't, don't use that kind of language and don't, you know, be better and all that stuff. And he's watching, he's like, this is like your guys's version. Like you guys didn't have Xbox when you were kids. And so this is what you guys did to talk trash. That's so why he's like, I got to, it was, he yeah. said it was like a sociological experiment. Cause you he's can't, like, you can't call the SWAT team on the, the visitors though. Well, you can. <laughs> I think I got drugs in the bullpen, but uh, no. So he's just like, this is and so there, cool. There's a Puerto Rican guy over there. <laughs> <laughs> woo, woo, woo. <laughs> Oh no! Some Puerto Rican. I think he's Dominican. Wait, 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 wait! That's, but he's the, he's the best player we got I, on the team. That's my favorite bit from South Park. I think some Puerto Rican, some, some. Puerto Rican guy. <laughs> I gotta watch that show someday. Uh, you know what though? I think there is a point now where South Park has. I've evolved past South Park. Is it still on? Yeah, yeah. they just signed a new contract, like a big. Like, I think they're going to, like, season 38 and then five movies. Like, they just signed this huge movies? deal. Yeah. Yeah, cool. they just they just signed this, like, oh. huge deal. I mean, good, Simpsons is good still for going, train, so. Yeah. Yeah, but Simpsons is on, a, you know, a major network. Like, Comedy Central's been in trouble for a long time. I'm kind of surprised oh. that they would just... have the financial wherewithal to keep that show. Yeah, going. but it's Paramount, too. Yeah, it says South Park was the talk of Hollywood on August 5th after news broke that series creators Matt Stone and Trey Parker landed a $900 million deal with Viacom CBS to continue their animated show through 2027, bringing the number of seasons to 30 and to create 14 original South Park movies uh, exclusively for the company's um, uh, streaming service. Paramount Plus. Yeah. $900 $900 million? $900 million. God damn. Yeah. Yeah. Now, is that salary? That's got to be for production costs and everything, too. It's like, you know, when I hear these Navy contract, like, you know, Raytheon wins a $500, $500 million contract, and it's like, okay, well, that's not that big. Because once you take salaries out of it and, and here we go, hang on. Parts Sources say the 935 million six year deal includes upfront payments to features, bonuses, and a renewal that takes South Park through it. So here, I'm reading this from the Hollywood Reporter. Oh my gosh. Uh, oh, so that includes like voice actors and stuff like that. The voice actors are all them. Mostly, yeah. Yeah. The sources say the deal includes upfront payments for the features, bonuses, and renewal that takes South Park to the 29th season, which will still cover. Uh, they still have to cover production costs of the show. Okay. Viacom CBS, which the still has to. It's going to go way down. But the, gonna, like do the bare. But that's bare so no, this doesn't cover any of that. So Viacom CBS, which still has to cover production costs of South Parks, was in talks to buy Parker and Stones park county company in a deal that sources say could have topped one billion and given the conglomerate full ownership of the series the deal for lucrative no, i would never rights. do that if i were them no i yeah. wouldn't either they're they're too attached to it like yeah. if it goes to shit when they sell it to paramount it's gonna yeah. look bad on them and like yeah. why sell it for a billion dollars if they're gonna give you 937 million and you keep control yeah. yeah yeah like what's an extra what's an extra 65 million dollars at that point yeah like, I don't think, like, for The Simpsons, like, yeah, it originally was, like, Matt Groening 
you know, really tied to his name and everything. But at this point, no, I don't. He's so far gone. I think of it more as Fox at this point. Exactly. Yeah. But like South Park, you can't you can't yeah. tear away Trey and Matt from that. It was yeah. like Family Guy with Seth MacFarlane. That guy's yeah. a hack. I mean, well, be that as it may, he drives a better car than me. Oh yeah, sure. So. But he and I have the same origin story with Flash, so we got that going for us, which is nice. Yeah. So how does this how does this episode be Flash player? Is that what you're talking about? No, Flash, Flash Gordon. Oh. oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So how does this end? So Chicote steals a shuttle, gets captured because he was trying to do some dark ops, like sneak up on him with the engines off. He kind of just kind of coast in, and he was going to use that little beam to zap it, but seska figures it out because hey that's some of that maquis shit i know that shit and uh they tracked her the shuttle on board and he's gone and then they're like find him and then he's like i'm right here zap and he phasers the transporter thing and uh blows it up and now he's captured uh they interrogate him because gotta get them command codes for the voyager smack him around a little bit um and like he's taunting the whole time. He's like, "Oh, you know, does she do that thing where she rubs your shoulders and uh, she jiggle yeah. your balls?" <laughs> my my favorite though, the asshole, is like you know when he's like, "Yeah, my favorite was that mole on her stomach," and the Kazon guy just like smacks the shit out of him. He's like, "Oh, I guess you've seen it." <laughs> okay, that was yeah. pretty good comeback, Chicote. Um, she still like to be choked. <laughs> You're just trying to make me mad. And, You're just uh, trying to make me horny. I mean, they, mad. It's both are working. <laughs> they juice him with some truth serum or, you know, whatever. And uh, he's not giving up the codes, but he will. And then, like, when they all leave, you know, he's like, you got an hour to get the information out of him. And then, like, she sticks a big-ass needle in his neck. And he's like, Aah! And uh, later, the other Kazons show up. Meanwhile, on the Voyager, they've got this plan. Do you remember the episode with a guy that uh, possessed Data's body? I want to say it was like first or second season. Ira Graves? Ira Graves. Yeah. So they did the thing where they did... world! They did a (laughs) high-speed transport where they, like, as they came through... The Enterprise had to go do something important, and as they came through, they did, like, the emergency... Not an emergency, but, like, a beam down while they were still at warp and then like barely stop and then just zip away to go or whatever Zoop. and then you know like one of them's like oh it felt like you know just a minute ago you know it's like i felt like i was part of that wall for a second and he's like oh you were because you know the way they have to do with the transporter trace or whatever yeah. so they they're going like hey we're going to zip by at warp because you know there's too many ships and they'll kick our ass we're going to zip by at warp and we're going to like uh Lock onto Chicote because hey, one human on that whole thing will be able to find him, snag him, and beam him out. And they're like, Whoa, Starfleet safety protocols. And then, you know, cocky uh, Balana's like, Oh, well, when you're my key, you don't have the, you know, yeah. the luxury of safety protocols. I know it could be done because I've done it before. Oh, shit, badass. The, here's the thing like, their computers are so advanced in this time period. Like, uh-huh. why do they still. Re- require manpower to calculate and perform these tasks like wouldn't the computer be so much better at doing this than somebody pressing buttons i think it would but i also think that it wouldn't not that it wouldn't be better but it just was like no nah, i can't do that. that that's impossible you need somebody there to be like nah bitch go for it <laughs> override override so she's yeah. pressing an override button that's all, all she's doing is override. like no override over she didn't hit yeah. that okay but so, you want so to continue bragging about it she she's like i can do it it's like anybody can do that bitch do you want <laughs> like, to do you want to continue this action yes are you yes. sure yes yes yeah, she's just hitting the y key <laughs> come on come on come on come on we got this we got this we got ah oh, and you have to do one of those uh captchas like yeah. select find, all the crosswalks find all find all the bicycles <laughs> <laughs> wait is that part of the sign oh no it. it's on the corner Abandoned ship. You take the core. No, I'm really good at this, guys. Don't worry. So that fails because they've got like some kind of dampening thing. 
and like they're like oh we got him and they beam him out and as they beam him out he goes back because Seska changes the frequency on the dampening field and it's like oh we're fighting and they're going to get this. it's going to take at least an hour to overcome the dampening field and then Janeway's like well how big's the dampening field and she's like I don't know like two meters and she's like well I've got an idea and then it goes back and you've got all the Kazon captains in that same room with him. And they're arguing because, you know, they're like, we're going to kick your ass for bringing us here. And then we're going to steal the technology for ourselves. Now, she beamed them on the bridge, right? No, no. Beams them to the transporter room because they're on the transporter okay. pad. And well, regardless, uh, and why, why, why don't they ever just beam these people? Like when they beam people on board mm -hmm. that are adversaries, why don't they ever beam them directly into the brig? That's a bad way to start, I think. Well, for this one, I th well, one, you can put up a containment field on the uh, transporter room just as well as the brig. But then the other thing then is... why have a brig? <clears throat> well, no, the other thing is... Your transporter room double as a brig. They're going to beam them back soon. Because it was like, hey, we got you and your guns don't work. And if you want to go back, you got to like give us Chakotay and his shuttle. And then they beam back or whatever so they got chakotay and it's like oh everything and now janeway's like scolding him and shit because she's like you know i trust you but now i can't and blah 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 and you set a bad example and yakety yakety about that and just consider yourself on report if that means anything and no. i've always hated that word on report but yeah. what does that even mean is that do they use a term like that in the navy no you get written up yeah i've never I, heard anybody say you're on report other than movies and TV, that yeah. is the only time. Consider yourself on report, mister. Yeah. Okay. So what do I report? Kind of relating to this, the most annoying thing about this episode to me was while Chakotay was gone and while they weren't trying to figure out how to beam him out and stuff like that, Bellano mm -hmm. was talking to Janeway about... Oh, you got to understand Chakotay, like he feels like he's been personally betrayed by Seska and you really don't punt, you shouldn't punish him for this and blah, blah, blah. Like it went on and on and on. I was like, okay, yeah. we fucking get it. Jeez, move <laughs> on to something more interesting. It's like a whole scene that could have got cut. Yeah. And it's like, Bellana's the wrong person to do this. Like, it, it, like, okay, yeah, she should make an objection to the captain forcefully, you know, cause she's a hothead. Yeah. Like she should say, no, yeah. I know you're going to, you know, demote him or whatever, and you shouldn't do it because he's a great officer and he's just doing it because X, Y, and Z. But she's like literally just whining and begging, like, please don't, <laughs> please don't hurt my dear sweet Chicote. Did you notice her eyebrows got extra Klingon-y Klingon in some scenes? Klingon-y in some scenes in this episode? Like they, it, it really looks like they went back to the makeup when her Klingon half and her Puerto Rican half got separated <laughs> and yeah. like the extra Klingon look maybe she had, maybe makeup fucked up and they pulled the wrong one they could have I mean, I mean they it, do I mean, it's yeah. it's so weird how if but it was really, like different in different scenes and it's weird how if you really pay attention the makeup does look different from episode yeah. to episode like they have okay we've got three different head things for Balana. this one's for when she's full Klingon this one's half Klingon and this one's like three quarters Klingon and the production assistant grabbed the wrong one. And Oops. the makeup artist like, fuck, this is the wrong one, but I don't have time because it takes three hours to do this. So we yeah. just got to roll with this. If you were, I mean, but if you were shooting for a whole week in Klingon makeup, wouldn't you just go everywhere in it so you didn't have to do that for three hours at a time? Like, couldn't you just go home? Like, you still have uh, to do it every day. Why? You're just going to sleep in it? Yeah, why not? They don't right? want you to sleep in it because you're going to mess it up. Um, yeah. I would have been like, let me just Unless they you. have something to isolate your head, like just hold your head while you sleep. <laughs> like a backwards <laughs> massage chair or something. Or like, like a halo. They just put you in one of those halos and you yeah, just screw it into your skull. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know when we were filming, uh, what was it? Uh, Andersonville, not the same kind of makeup, but we had to look like filthy prisoners of war. Or whatever so the first day they like well this know, was filmed in alabama right so they're that's georgia hard. okay but it's a little more civilized but they they took and they greased up a hair and the, they smudged up our faces and whatnot and they said uh you know we have to do this every time you come in but 
if you just don't take off the makeup for a few days, we don't have to reapply it every day. And we, you know, you need to look as grungy and greasy and dirty as possible. So, so, you know, maybe don't shower when you go home, if you're coming back tomorrow. And it was like, Oh, okay. But we're dumb kids and we're getting paid like 90 bucks a day. So I was just like, all right. But my friend's mom was like, you're not coming to my house looking like that. You're not sleeping in the beds here. So my buddy and I had to sleep on like air mattresses in his garage or whatever, like the camping gear. And so it was like a prisoner of war week, but uh, yeah. Hey, don't shower. Don't wipe off any just, of that. Yeah, don't take the makeup off. You'll be yeah. fine. And I'm looking back at it. I'm like, that was ridiculous. And it's like, you shouldn't leave that shit on your skin for that many days. I'm sure that was well, bad. It was, it was an extension of the Tuskegee experiment. They were testing uh, psychotropic drugs in makeup. And so they wanted to see what effect they would have on Look at you now, ben. movie did you extras. Have, did you have any weird dreams that night? No. How do you know? Maybe I your was... dreams are always weird. So you couldn't tell. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, 25 years later, I'm immune to COVID, but there's that. <laughs> so then I guess the... Oh, the, the big twist, though. Yes, that's what I was going to ask because I saw it on... The odd. big twist yes. is that Seska is like, oh, I got a message. And they're like, oh, do you want to give the message in your office? And he's like, no, I've been alone with her too much. Let's you know play it on the bridge. And she's like, oh, Chakotay, blah, blah, blah. Oh, by the way, I stole some of your DNA when you were knocked out and, you know, impregnated myself. So, ha, ha, yeah. going to have a baby. You ain't got to pay child support for that Wait, kid, though, right? How did how did you steal that DNA? Sucked it out. <laughs> I, think, I thought it was the big needle in the neck thing that she, like, the yanked. The neck of his cock. <laughs> <laughs> That's called a shaft. No, that was Viagra she put yeah. inside of him. Oh, uh, so... Some resistance is futile. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Blue chew. She gave him some blue chew. And <laughs> got him all going. Now she... the thing was is that I guess the actress had just found out that she was pregnant in real life. She pregnant, man. And so wouldn't in not a you know six or seven months they're gonna have an episode where. Uh, He's having my baby. Yeah. Well, so she was like, "Oh, I'm not gonna be able to." You know, it's like, "Hey, I get to do at least one last episode." on star trek before i start showing because you know seska's not gonna be pregnant but pregnant, man. that'd be fine um, and then they're like oh hey we're writing this into the character that you're going to be pregnant and she's like holy shit guess what i am and then robert beltrain's like hey whoa <laughs> not it i'm not paying child support for that thing you yeah. did it i'd had nothing to do with it it's like captain let's get out of this fucking quadrant <laughs> i don't want to take my driver's license but uh so yeah so um all right well it sounds interesting um ben what do you give the episode i gave it a six okay what about you dennis i also give it a six it's pretty all good right. pretty good i think uh i think voyager pretty, pretty might good. actually be hitting its stride here last week's episode i gave a 7.5 I, th- I actually liked it a lot oh fire yeah Wow. I liked Cold felt, Fire. It felt like a Star Trek episode to me, you know? Okay. I didn't think Cold Fire was bad. There were some interesting parts to it. Um, Tattoo was okay, right? Yeah. The one with the rubber tree plants. Yeah, it was okay. Oops, Pers- there goes another the rubber tree, tree plant. Um, the uh, uh, persistence, persistence of, of vision. vision was okay, right? It was it was good, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like the last four or five episodes have been, you know, pretty solid. I think the since the sh- the, the the basic like weird statutory rape episode, it seems like it's gotten better. But maybe that's because they hit rock bottom. Yeah. You only you can only go up after that. It may be right, like. It's a stranger's theories have proven correct. Maybe this is one of those. I really don't believe that it's going to be a great show after this, but at least it's, you know, giving something that I can be like, okay, yeah, I actually like that episode. Yeah, yeah at least. Like, at I least. felt like some of the previous ones, like from season one or whatever, I was just like, well, that, that didn't suck. So it must have been good, right? But like the this one and the last one, I'm actually kind of feel like, oh, you know what? I actually really enjoyed watching that. 
one of the criticisms I saw somebody make was like, oh, you know, one of the problems with Voyagers that too many of the episodes could have been TNG episodes. And I'm like, okay, well, I love TNG, so that yeah. would have been a plus. Yeah. You know, yeah. If, if it had been as good as a TNG episode, like season, I don't know, four or five TNG, if I could have had that for a couple of years on Voyager, it'd been one of my favorite series. I do just wish that as a show that they did lean into the whole Delta Quadrant aspect of it and just had them experience like really weird stuff like things that have never been on Star Trek before right. and would have made it feel like they're in this completely alien part of the galaxy yeah. as opposed to just like, okay, well, you know, it's just different different people with different kinds of foreheads. I like that about yeah. Voyager, I mean, about DS9, was that when they went to the Gamma Quadrant, yeah, there's, you know, you got the this The Dominion whole... is such a weird uh, adversary. Right, but it, anything it, else you have ever seen? But it was a galactic empire. It was it was on par with the Federation or the Klingons or the yeah. Romulan. You know, it was all combined. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it had like all these little sub uh, cultures as part of it. So that aspect of the Federation was met. Yeah. Whereas, like, well, you either join the Dominion and we protect you, or we wipe you out. Yeah, and think like about it they, too. Like the Dominion w were a group of like shape shifters who lived in like this liquid sea planet together yeah. in like this collective and they had these methamphetamine addicted like super soldiers that went out and did all their dirty work who were you directed by clone managers yeah you know like it's yeah. it's so creative yeah then like here we're just like oh yeah they just got a weird thing on yeah. their head because if these are like nine had just stuck with the cardassians as the main adversary it wouldn't have been a very interesting show in the no. long run you know like start, the Cardassians like, are very like, okay, they're kind of like Klingons. They're kind of like Romulans. They're kind of like human, you know, like they're not too different enough to be interesting. Yeah. But yeah. The Dominion was, they were wild. Yeah, it really was. They just kind of popped the, the, the top off and like, we're just going to go as fucking batshit crazy as we can. Yeah. This is a whole nother side of the galaxy. Why shouldn't they? Yeah. They leaned into it. We're here. It's like, I feel like they're almost resisting. Like, oh, no, no, we have to be more Star Trek. And I wonder if that's because it's more of a network thing. Like, they have to be cookie-cutter bullshit, you know? Networks ruin everything. Like, I love the idea that, um, what's his name? Brian Fuller had, like, the, the ship being piecemeal, like, put together from spare parts because they've been out there for so long. And, like, it's still – it looks like it just flew off the showroom floor. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's pristine, you know? And like we hear about it taking damage, uh oh, damage to shuttle bay and fourteen deck fourteen has been damaged, and the next week it's like, no, we good. Yeah. Well, the, the little discovery robots go out there and clean it up. Yeah. Come on, baby. Get it together. I don't know. Um, well, what do you what do you rate this, Bob? I didn't watch it. Oh yeah. He's gonna right. rate it next. I'm week. gonna watch it next week. I'll watch it. I'll watch because. I'll watch it uh, next week, and then I'll rewatch the the Renaissance or not the Renaissance, the Resistance episode. Oh, it must okay. have been really good if you're going to rewatch it. I have to I, again. I don't want to spoil anything. I don't want to lift the bar too high, but I liked it. I've the last two episodes. I like last time. I watched this episode, and then had to go back and watch the last episode. You know. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like. There's the whole mix up, and it's just like, okay, I'm I'm not watching. I got like a week behind ahead, and so I remember when Code Fire, I was like, oh, okay, I thought we already recorded that, but since we didn't, I'm not watching it again. I yeah. tried. I got a minute into it and was like, nah, I'm out. <laughs> um, this one, um, I I played it again, but in the background, like I was watching it and I'm like, okay, yeah, this was pretty good. This was pretty good. Okay. But I, I remember it. it was good enough that I remember it. Uh -huh. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm not watching it again, like paying attention. So I had it on the background while I was doing email and stuff and would look up a couple of times. So I didn't, I didn't hate it enough that I'm like, yeah, I don't want to fucking watch this again. It was like, oh yeah, sure. It's on. So hopefully resistance. Cause I remember resistance. That's one of the, like from second season, I definitely remember the whole Joel Gray thing. So I'm looking forward to that. See if it it's holds written up by though. Michael Jane, uh, Michael Jane Friedman. 
So, I okay. mean, he, he does all the, he did a lot of the novels. He did a lot of Star Trek novels. Yeah. He did some Star Wars novels. Like, he's all over the place. So, yeah. at least he knows the source material. So, that's yeah. cool. He did a, there's a Stargazer series of novels. Okay. Not the Stargazer. But you're unimpressed by the Star Wars novels. And the Star uh, Trek novels. Like, Star Trek. Yeah. Okay, so, I don't Star care. Wars so, here's. Some good ones. Kevin J. I, Anderson, Timothy Zahn. Yeah. The Timothy Zahn books were great for Star Wars. So I didn't care about Star Wars as, like, as fanatical as I did for Star Trek. So if you had a Star Wars book, I'm like, all right, fine. It's a Star Wars book. I never counted it as any kind of Star Wars canon because mm-hmm. I wasn't part of that whole world. So the whole expanded universe stuff was like, yeah, whatever. If it's yeah. not on screen, it's not canon. But because your canon means nothing to me. I can enjoy the books. And it's like, okay, that was, your canon means nothing to me. <laughs> well, you know, and so I could enjoy it and stuff. I would read the Star Trek books and enjoy them when I was a kid, but not like ever be tempted to think, oh, that's canon. Only one book ever came close to that. And that was Strangers from the Sky, which I still say was my favorite Star Trek novel of all time. Um, I don't even count the Star Trek novelizations of the star trek movies as canon i mean because they're not if it's not on screen it didn't happen yep that's the star but trek i can way. i can still enjoy them it's it's like i consider the star trek books to be on the same level as just really well made and licensed fan fiction. fan fiction yeah and it's like okay i can enjoy that i mean you know some of it's like really badly written and then just like okay that that was trash but then you get others you know that are that are pretty good i have so. to check out the strangers in the sky it sounds interesting. strangers from the sky i've read that so many like it's set with like first episode of star trek era got like ptsd well no no it's it's no like so there's there's like the episode with gary mitchell before he gets like the edge of the universe mind powers there's a story that's going on in that era. And then there's a story that's going on just before Wrath of Khan with Kirk, Spock, and McCoy. That's cool. And so the two stories kind of like there's flashbacks and time travel and all this stuff going on. Well, the thing was, is that in the book, they, the two time, one of the ways they distinguish the two time periods is they change the font in the book. Oh, that's cool. Right. So, you know, if it looks like this font, you're in the Gary Mitchell era. If yeah. you're in this font, you're in the Wrath of Khan era. And so that made it fun. But the two stories are so well written. I've read the book all the way through. And then when I came back to it, I read it with just the one font. Really? Like, so I read the, the original series story and it was like that it was a whole fucking book Do they give you special glasses that allow you to only see one of those fonts yes well no it, i mean it, it wasn't like back and forth in a in one chapter no i know yeah. it, you know it was like chapter to chapter in like an entire like you'd have like five chapters of original series and then three chapters of modern or whatever and so it, it was one of those things where it was easy to to skip through it or whatever to read what you wanted to read so I, i've read that book at least four times now which is unusual for me because i usually don't go back to a book like that but still got it on the shelf because i just really like that book well there you go everybody next week we'll be back with more star trek thank you guys so much for listening uh we're trying to get back on a regular scheduled recording schedule thing but i'm just since i started working again i'm sleepy like I'm in bed every night by like 9.45. I'm a lame I've turned into a lame I'm just old. Yeah. Like, it's like, I'm working again. I'm like, I'm having a hard time keeping my eyes open right now. Yeah. I go to bed at 9.45 because I wake up at 3.30. Yeah. So we apologize. We're, we're working our best. We're going to get it all hammered out. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We'll be back next week with the next episode of Voyager. Resistance. Dennis. Wait, so is the next episode futile? No, the next episode is Resistance. Yeah, but isn't it futile? No, it's Resistance. But I thought but Resistance is futile. Not on this show. Uh, not yet? Not, not on this show, not yet. Oh, okay. We haven't got to the... The Borg is coming. We'll get there. We'll get there. And uh, how's that soy latte? Going?